Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome back to Love Yourself Fiercely. Today's guest is Mary Langfield, the energy alchemist. Not only is she such a sweetheart, but she helps people connect to their soul and heal deeply from annoying, annoying symptoms, human symptoms, and live with more purpose and joy, which I have to tell you in our pre-screening interview, I was like mesmerized and fascinated by the work that she does. And I can't wait for us to dive in. So Mary, thank you so much for being here today. Oh my gosh. Thank you. It's so nice to be around uh, others who are on the same mission to empower women and who, you know, all those that they surround themselves with, with this idea of self-acceptance, self-love. And so like to that fierce level of like, I love myself Mm. and it just, oh God, doesn't it just do wonders for every single person when they get to that place where they really realize, wow, I love myself and it doesn't mean anything. Like I don't have to prove anything. I don't need somebody else to validate anything, but you just get there and suddenly it just really opens up the world and brings so much ease. Yeah. What a great word. I was like, where's she going to go with that? Ease. <laughs> it's such a, that's a perfect world word because, you know, and we'll dive into this, but life happens Life, We still have to experience the humanness of life. And so we still have to understand and navigate difficult seasons. But when we are truly in love with who we are and uh, that allows us to truly deepen the trust that we have for ourselves. And that is where the ease comes in, right? It's like, I trust that I can handle whatever life throws at me and still treat myself and and the experience with love and compassion, which is, was, and is still a massive game changer for my evolution, for sure. I agree wholeheartedly agree. And I love that you mentioned it because life is a journey and I'm, I'm really on that train these days with some things that I've been offering is just reminding people, this is a process, right? Like Mm -hmm. you're not really getting to an end result until you die. So as we continue on this journey called life, like, you know, we've just got to get more masterful about Mm -hmm. dealing with our suffering and dealing with the challenges. And I think that as you start to allow yourself to be okay with who you are and how you've reacted or how you're responding in a certain way, even if it's not the, you know, you're not like enamored with how you did something. And we were just talking about parenting before we got started. So if you're kind of feeling like, Oh, that didn't go well, instead of beating yourself up, like maybe you used to, or maybe you currently are instead of treating yourself like crap, because you didn't live up to a certain level of expectation for yourself, you're suddenly able to say, yes, I have more compassion for this. Yes. I didn't handle it the way I wanted to, but I don't need to ruin my entire day and decide that I've failed as a human, right? Like I'm Mm going to learn how to keep going and I'm going to emulate this so that my child, even though they know like their experience was also maybe difficult, (laughs) you know, like we can move through this together. So I think that is such a big learning when you're going through this process that no matter what, you're never going to be at a specific place. And I think that the, one of my, my favorite things to talk about these days is as you just honor where you're at, right. That present moment, you open yourself up to things that you didn't know were even available to you when you were previously so fixed on a specific result or a specific outcome. And when that didn't Mm -hmm. happen, so much suffering takes place. And you know, definitely disease. 
<laughs> takes. Place. Yeah. Right. It's like the, you know, when we are so adamant on controlling the environment, the people, the outcome, <laughs> all of the things, if we take one misstep, yes, we failed. Totally. But that's not life. Life isn't like this invisible line of if you wobble, you have failed. If you wobble, you have succeeded. No, that's not. It's evolution and growth over a lifetime. It's how can I celebrate myself when I do show up in a way that's in alignment with who I want to be? And how can I show love and compassion for myself when I have a moment where I didn't show up in the way I desire to show up? (laughs) love and compassion, self-forgiveness, right. self-love yeah. through the process. Yeah. We're humans. And, and yeah, we were just talking about parenting and really navigating, like trying to question what's conditioned that we are carrying forward and what is allowing our children to be who they authentically are while molding slightly responsible human beings. <laughs> it's like this, like, it's a tightrope of a constant wobble of, you know, just navigating that, navigating our human experience in that, navigating our children's human experience in that. Um, and I, I just had a conversation the other day for another episode where, you know, we were talking about um, apologizing to kids and how that's like, yes. was such a non-existent thing thing in our upbringings, right? Like I'm the parent, you're the child. (laughs) And that's the way it is because I said so kind of parenting. And now, you know, as we navigate our self-discovery process and heal our inner child wounds and navigate who we decide to be as parents, it's like, man, you're going to wobble. You're going to make mistakes. And the greatest gift we can give to ourselves in love and compassion and to our children is to apologize. Cause we expect yeah. them to say sorry all the time. And then we were like, say, sorry, <laughs> say, sorry. And they're like, sorry, sorry, sorry. And then they're nine. And you're like, that's not a real apology apology. And they're like, I don't know. What you mean. Right. And they're like, I've never seen a real apology in my life. You just, you know, so it's funny that we got here and it's like, we get to decide to be the moms who say, you know, I got really upset and, and I raised my voice and I'm very sorry that we were not able to communicate in a way that you felt important in your feelings. And I felt important in my feelings. Yeah. I think let's try again. I think it's so important to bring this up even in a non-parenting way where one of the things that I really have (laughs) uncovered about myself. And then also because we were having this lovely conversation about human design, my human design, it's, it's there is I'm here to help bring heterarchy, not hierarchy, right? Mm. So to, to bring yourself to a place of autonomy and know like nobody else is better than me just because of the job that they hold or because of how long they've been on the planet or, you know, whatever I bring my own gifts, my own talents, my own uniqueness to this planet. I am meant to be here for a reason. And that doesn't diminish anyone else's light. So to have people own that within themselves and really feel into it and understand that by them allowing themselves to, I always, I like the term 
terms own your magnificence. I know sometimes Mm -hmm. maybe some people find it a little silly, but I am also a very uh, enthusiastic human. So I I (laughs) I say things like this. So own your magnificence. And when you do that, you know, it really brings up so much within us because it's like, well, how can I own my magnificence if I never got this level of a job or if I don't have this kind of relationship or if I don't drive this kind of car? And it's like, it's not about any of that. It's about mm-hmm. the fact that you are meant to be here and that you bring all this awesome to the relationships that you have, to the work that you do, to you just operating in the world. And when you bring this example with parenting and you say, listen, I'm telling my child, Hey, I, I'm really sorry. I, I over I, uh, you know, overreacted about the situation and letting them know, listen, it isn't okay. It did happen. I I'm going to try to do better and letting them like understand, like people should apologize. People are on a, on a, you know, on a, on a journey. And (laughs) I don't know about you guys, but I'm, gonna, I'm going to guess a majority of the people listening, if you have children, you've seen frozen too. And my favorite thing is when Olaf is walking around going, this will all make sense when I am older. And I just look at my kids and I'm like, no, it's no, so it's true. not, it's not. <laughs> and, and so they always laugh now. They're like, that's not true. You know, not that they understand it yet, but just to kind of instill in them, like you're not ever going to know it all, but you can trust that, you know, enough. Mm. That's so beautiful. And yeah, you know, it's like, I always use the word conditioning versus alignment because I think that it kind of gives me this like visual in my brain of like someone else's shit and then what feels (laughs) right. (laughs) But that's what we're saying. You know, like we've been taught and told that when you are of this stature, then you're more important. And when you're not, then you're not. And like, there's this weird hierarchy of importance and value based on status and this weird shit that makes no logical sense in the humanness of life. And I think that's why the work that we do, that's why, you know, the work that all people do in alignment with who they really are and the joy that their work brings them really allows everybody to embrace their gifts. Right. It's like, I, my joy is sharing these messages with the world so that one, if one listener walks away from our conversation today and she's a changed woman, that's you are doing your work. I'm good. Your work. Yeah. Yep. Woohoo. Yeah. Right. I didn't make any money off this episode. You didn't make any money off this episode, (laughs) but we left impact and that's the joy. Yes, totally. Right. Mm -hmm. And the money comes as a byproduct. The universe provides the, the means, the energetic means of life, living, housing, food, the things to survive, right. Based on alignment. It's like the coolest thing when I do more of who I am. and, And when I stand in my power of who I am, the universe responds in a way that brings me everything I desire. And then some, yeah, like those are the lessons we should teach our kids. Exactly. Hmm. We didn't even get to your story. So you have to tell us a little (laughs) bit about your evolution, your self-discovery process. You know, Mm. when you look back on your life, was there a time where you realized that self-love was lacking and decided to make it a priority? Or was it just an evolution of self over time that you deepened the, the connection you have with you? 
Yeah, that's a great question. I think I could go in two different ways about it. Um, definitely, I grew up feeling lack. I was always told if you just lost 10 pounds, you'd be perfect. If you just did that, you'd be perfect. But basically, oh yes, you're really, you're cute. That's going to get you far. You're not beautiful. Like, so it was always about this limitation and I couldn't quite be the thing that would apparently be right. So Mm. I was always disconnected from who I was because I couldn't fully love myself because the people who loved me, that's what they were telling me. You know, if, if you did this, if you showed up this way, if you changed this about you, then only then would you be basically safe in the world to be yourself. Right. Mm. And so that was always there. However, (laughs) even though I, you know, know that that was always there, I would say that it was an evolution because as I tried to heal myself from physical ailments, it always ended up coming back to this. You know, when I finally was able to honor myself exactly as I was exactly who I am, exactly what I look like, how I operate, how I engage, then things started to finally come together, but it, it really was an unveiling. It was always there, right? Always there in front of me. The teachings were always there. And yet I was looking for the answer to be fixed. Mm -hmm. Right. Because I felt, I felt broken. I felt like there was something, and I guess I would never have said I felt broken. Right. But I was being told that I wasn't quite right. Right. So if I could just fix these flaws, if I could just show you that I'm worthy, then everything, everything should be great. (laughs) (laughs) And so, um, you know, I was always looking for answers and we were also talking again about human design and I'm a Manny Jen. Manny Jens tend to, you know, like to pick up a lot of different things, have a lot of different passions. I was always looking outside of myself because I'm a natural learner. I'm really interested in all these offerings. And so when it finally, when I finally got to this place of realization, like, duh, <laughs> I could have probably done this like years and years ago of finding that this was the key, even though people were telling me it was the key. Right. It, it wasn't ever, it never felt, I don't know if you went through this. I certainly didn't hear this yet on your podcast, but you might've touched upon this, but you know, even though people say love yourself and self-acceptance and you're enough and all that stuff, like I knew in theory, this is supposed to be true. And all these people who look happy on the internet and on TV and in these books, and they talk about self-love it still never connected for me. And there wasn't an actual way to go about finding this self-love, right? And Mm -hmm. so it felt very elusive. And so when I finally went through certain processes and did certain things and finally had that realization, oh, this is what it is. This is what it feels like. This is what I've done to get here. It was like, oh, (sighs) holy shit. Yeah. (laughs) That was incredible. I know. And this is a perfect segue into your work, but I just want to answer your question. So when I, whenever I share, you know, how I figured this shit out, cause it's like the, my favorite question that women ask is like, okay, but how do I do that? 
Yeah. And I'm like, Ooh, <laughs> sorry to tell you, how is the wrong question? And then people are like, but how, like how I read the thing. I know the thing, but I don't know that I don't feel the thing. And I'm like, okay, I get that because it's not a five-step process, right? It's that. And that is why I really have changed the language around self-love to be about self-discovery. Because now that I look back on the journey, it was like, the more I learned who I was, the more I respected the shit out of her. And that's where the love came. Mm-hmm. The more I fell down and picked myself back up, the more I woke up and decided how I was going to show up in the world, the more I fell in love with myself. Yeah. And so it's not a how it's a process. It's self discovery. The more I discovered how badass I really was at living this thing called life at chasing my dreams, at walking through fear, at standing up for myself, at changing the narratives about how I, who I was in this world, the more I did that, God, it was so easy to love her. Right. Right. And that's what you're saying. I was like, I didn't know how until I reflected and was like, holy shit, look what (laughs) I did. And so I love that you said, I haven't heard that on your podcast yet. And I've never, we've never explained it just that way. And I'll bet somebody walks away today going, I get it now. And so with that, Tell us about your work because it's very, very fascinating. And I love the whole approach, uh, like the whole oneness approach. Well, thank you. So I, as I alluded to, I'm very much a multi-passionate person and discovering human design. I found out I'm a manifesting generator. So for those of you who know what that means, you just know what that means, but really I've been interested in healing myself since the time I was a child, given now, you know, some of the history and I was always looking for how do I, you know, feel the best that I can in my body? How do I help myself with this depression and anxiety that I'm dealing with, with my digestive issues, with my skin issues, with all of the different things. Right. And so over the course of you know, my adult life, as I've gathered tools, certifications, trainings, I've amassed quite a toolkit to focus on what I finally had realized, right? How it all came together so beautifully mm-hmm. is I really help people unsubscribe from perfection, all the physical, mental, emotional manifestations. And we do this through coaching. Yes. But through using energy medicine and One of the things that I find to be very difficult for so many of us who struggle with self-love, who struggle with worthiness is that we are looking outside of ourselves for answers. And we're so focused on how difficult and how complex it is to get the right diet, to have the right skincare regimen, to have, you know, to get it right, that we're just so stuck in that suffering. And I'm also a yogi. So for me, you know, non-attachment and, and all of that plays a big piece as well. But I like to take a lot of that heightened experience of, Oh my God, I'm having these migraines or my periods are out of control, or I've, you know, my acne is insane or my eczema or whatever difficulties that you are dealing with that are very real. I don't want to downplay this. These symptoms are very real. I desire first and foremost to help 
that calm down. I think of it as like dials on like a radio or on a stereo, everything's turned way up and you cannot focus on your self-love. You cannot focus on your Dharma or your purpose here on the planet. And like, I like to think of it as your mission in life, whatever Mm -hmm. it may be. You can't focus on that when you're so distracted by discomfort or by, you know, pain. And so the beauty of what I do is that I help you, you, (laughs) I help my clients take that, you know, really heightened energy start to bring it to more of a balance, start taking in the tools that you may already know to be doing, but you aren't doing them. Start to learn how to weave these habits, rituals, and routines into your life to create that constant that I call it the simple foundation, the going back to the basics. So that when, like, as we talked about, (laughs) life can be really tough and challenging. And so you need to learn how to ebb and flow with the difficulty And one of the things that we see time and time again with our clients is they're doing so great. Mm -hmm. And they've been, let's say they're journaling or something. Let's say that they have a meditation practice or a yoga practice, whatever it is they're doing and they're feeling excellent. And then they're feeling so good. They stop doing the things that help Mm -hmm. them and right support them. Mm -hmm. And so I remind them and I teach them how to bring that. So back to such a basic foundation, because if you don't have that constant, you can be thrown off and not realize that you have been thrown off. Suddenly you're in the chaos and you feel like this unsurmountable, like, how do I get back to that place? Like it was actually difficult to get there to begin with. And then you make it into this thing. Then you're pushing the rock up the mountain and So it's more about helping really bring as much simplicity into their life, reduce as many distractions as possible, start to bolster that resilience and that physical body so that they can start paying attention to things that are most important, which is like, who are you? Why are you here? What are you meant to do? And how can you really honor exactly who you are? Because when you do that, you touch other people's lives for the better. So we need you doing that because the planet needs to be healed, right? The the happier, the more content we are with who we are, we are not looking at other people, judging, shaming, condemning. We are just able to honor them and be like, man, it'd be tough to be where you are, Mm -hmm. you know? Absolutely. And you know, why do we do that when things are good? (laughs) Uh, My clients- So I find with my clients, two things, one, the routine stops when things are good. Yep. And when things are good, they're in a heightened state waiting for things to fall apart. (laughs) And I just want to say this for the listeners, two things. One, the most important time to continue your rituals and your strategy is when you're feeling good. Yep. That is when your manifestation capability is at its peak. First of all, right. We can, when we're struggling and we're like, please universe, give me the thing, please give me the thing. (laughs) The universe is like, okay, I'm going to like pull you up a little bit, but then you got to stand on your own two feet and and we'll meet somewhere in the middle. Yeah. And it's like, okay, we get through it. We got through it. We got through it. We used our strategy. (sighs) things are good now. Things are good now. And I'm just going to let that slide today. I forgot about it tomorrow. It's been a month since I journaled. 
stop doing that. Because if you just <laughs> did it every day and you were like, today feels wonderful. First of all, how nice would it be to look back on your journal and look at like how you were able to continue to manage real life in such a beautiful way. And the universe is going to respond to a higher frequency in terms of your manifestation and your desire. So you are most powerful when shit's real good. Oh yeah. (laughs) You're the most. And also to my, to my people pleasing perfectionists out there. Um, if things are good, let it be good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Can we let her in the pot? (laughs) Well, here's the thing. I always normalize. That's totally normal. When we are the most comfortable in chaos, comfort is uncomfortable. I don't know what to do there. So Mm -hmm. when shit's crazy and I'm in crisis, I can, that's my wheelhouse. It's my normal. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) I, I can do that really well, but when things are calm, it's like that, that little voice in your head there. That's like, this is scary. I'm uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable is lessening your frequency. Whereas again, this goes back to using your strategy when things are good. It's like, focus on how aligned you are in your life and how wonderful it feels to be safe in your body and learning how to be your most authentic self. And also universe, I want more, please. Thank you. I want more, please. So it's so funny how our human does this, how our trauma response is like, this can't stay this way. Let me sabotage it. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Don't do that. No, no. I mean, you will do it. Yeah, That's you okay. totally will. It's okay. And then you just yeah. honor it, notice it and go, oh, look, I did that. Now I get back on, the, you know, get back on my, whatever it is that yeah. works best for you. Absolutely. And, you know, it's about safety, right? It's like recognizing that the chaos is the safe place and deciding there's that decision again, that it's safe to be comfortable. It's safe to feel good. It's safe to be physically, emotionally safe. Yeah. Hmm. So you take the energy medicine, you combine it with the coaching, right? That's I've combined it with coaching and yoga, Ayurveda, you know, it, there's numerous tools that I might pull in based on the person and whatever's mm-hmm. going to work best for them and where they're at. Right. But I find that, you know, if you do for me, you know, and everybody is different, but my experience is that when you do something like energy medicine, it's going to work. I mean, really, it's going to work no matter what mm-hmm. it just might take some time. But what I think a lot, like for a lot of people, what's challenging is that even as it's working, your system is working things out. So some things could get heightened. Some things can calm down and you can start to decide nothing's happening. You know how that is, right? Mm -hmm. When people don't focus on the subtleties of the progression of what they're doing and they get caught up in like, again, that result, that outcome, what we were talking about earlier So I think that it's really important to be able to have that support and guidance through the process because it keeps you, 
connected and then you know what's happening. So then these tools that you are getting guidance on and support on and learning, you know how to use them later because this is journey. You don't, you shouldn't need to be seeing a coach or a practitioner for your whole life for every little thing, right? You, right. you gain the tools, you gain the knowledge, you need, you gain that intuitive connection, that inner knowing, and you start to trust yourself and you trust your divine wisdom and you trust that connection. And then you trust that when you know that you need support, you know who to reach out to, or when yeah. you realize things are off, you know what to go back to and you just allow that to be okay. And so I find that uh, having that as a full service, right. Yeah. Is, is really been so powerful for my clients because I started out as a health coach and they got the results that they were looking for, but be the longevity of those results and the ability to hold that, like a lot of it was around restriction. I can't eat this. Yeah. I can't do this. And it's like, well, let's see if we can do more about these food sensitivities instead of you having to deal with that all the time. Like I got gluten or I, I accidentally had a little dairy and now I'm, you know, this is happening or, you know, I want my clients to feel so resilient that they can have a little bit. It's fine. And energy medicine, which sounds ridiculous. I know it sounds ridiculous, but energy medicine has been that thing. And I, you know, I'm somebody who suffered with a lot of, a lot of challenges and a lot of autoimmunity challenges and everything just kept mounting and compiling and well, get this lab test, that lab test. And again, when you finally listen to these symptoms and what they're trying to tell you, you start to heal in a way where you're interacting with those symptoms and not fearing them and not worrying that it's, everything's going to get worse and everything's going to become you know, you like your worst nightmare will be revealed, right? Instead, yeah. you're just open to what are these teachings that are happening and how can I move through this with more comfort? That's it, like, it fascinates me. And then when you were explaining what you did, you said, you know, migraines, um, really heavy periods. Then you said you had digestive issues. How does a person, let's say they've never heard of this approach, um, and how does a person even start to really recognize the connection between their symptoms and what could possibly be causing it? Oh, that's a great question. And I think, again, when you start to get to a place where you feel more connected to your intuitive knowing, or you trust yourself, you just know. So even when I was a health coach, and this is a long time ago, and I would ask people, you know, do you have any food sensitivities? And they'd say, no. I'd say, okay. And then they'd say, and then I say, so you nothing. No, I have never had a test. Yeah. But you know, okay. I really don't think I do well with bananas. Oh, okay. So you might have an issue with bananas. Well, I don't know because I haven't had a test that confirms it. Yeah. But if you eat the banana, you don't feel very good. You don't like it. You probably have an issue with it. Could you trust that? And they like, yeah. And that's why most of the time, even now, so many people are getting these tests. These tests cost hundreds of dollars. There's mm -hmm. so many, basically anything that comes into your body is a foreign object. And so even though they can be somewhat helpful, especially for that person who's like, I do not want to give up the thing they can be helpful for a certain kind of mindset, but doing elimination diets and actually exploring your body as you know, the lab that it is and honoring what you find out, like what the data 
presents itself with, Mm -hmm. that's going to give you way more to go off of than somebody else telling you, yes, you can have corn. No, you can't have corn. Yes, you can have this. No, you can't. Because when it comes from outside of yourself, there's also this like, yeah, but I don't know that I want to follow that rule. But when it comes from you and honoring where you're at and who, and who you are and what your, what your aim is, you can, you'll find so much more again, ease around your choices instead of being all like, I can't eat anything at this potluck because that's the worst feeling ever. Like I'm, I, most of my clients would be like, I don't even know what to do for, you know, this function. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's about self-trust as always, as always, you know, it's so interesting because I'm listening to you talk and I'm thinking to myself, like, I'm like mentally going through, huh? I wonder what, I wonder what, I wonder what, and I have this Friggin' thing with lettuce. I love salad and some lettuces really don't agree. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. And I'm like, but, <laughs> but it's lettuce and I should be able to eat it, <laughs> which is the so, human, right? Yeah. And I think again, honoring that, but then as somebody who is trained as a classical homeopath, when I take a case for me, I take like about a two to three hour case and a classical homeopath has trained to look at your entire person and all of your idiosyncrasies, your Mm -hmm. interests, your likes, your dislikes, how you sleep, you know, what you dream about, how you operate in the world. Uh, and then these things that are either aversions or aggravations. So like, okay, this kind of lettuce aggravates. Hey, when I'm looking for a remedy, that's your totality of symptoms to me. Like I'm hoping it touches all the places, right? Hopefully that remedy, when I'm looking at it says, hasn't, you know, like certain roughage or, you know, like it alludes to the fact that there's something there. And I go, ha ha, see, it's, t- it's going to touch everything. And then maybe you end up being able to eat that thing that you weren't able to eat before, or maybe you're just really not drawn to it anymore and you don't care. You know, right. so it, something either falls away or something settles within your system that brings about the balance. So like for me, I couldn't eat gluten. I couldn't eat gluten. I couldn't eat dairy. I couldn't eat corn. I couldn't, I mean, I, I had like a list of poison foods. I have it on, it's probably still on my blog. Like here's yeah. my individual list. And now like, I don't really have challenges with my digestive system anymore, but I, it's not like I sit and go like, oh, I'm going to eat a cheesecake or I'm going to go eat these things. Like, I don't want them. So it's not like I'm overdoing it in my system. Whereas maybe before it'd be like, well, if I'm going to have it, I might as well just, you know, I mean, who knows what I would have done, but you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. 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 I just, you know, I know it's quite clear with people who have gluten sensitivities, quite clear with dairy sensitivities. And then there's people in between. And I feel like I followed like in the, in betweener, you know, like what is making me bloat? I'm unsure. Could have, could have been anything. Could be the lettuce, could be the milk, could be, you know, there are certain things. And so, um, I'm always curious as somebody who doesn't have really strong symptoms for most things yet, you know, could strongly identify with there's, it's not easy peasy lemon squeezy in the belly. Right. And I think that's most people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's most people. Yeah. And I, you know, when you start to bring more balance to your system, 
there's just so much more resilience. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that I feel very strongly about, like I even have this, uh, I call my, my things journeys, not necessarily programs. And I have the six months journey called a journey to self. And part of it is like tapping into the spiritual aspect and then aligning that spiritual work and those routines and rituals with things that are more tangible. And so I did talk about, it sounds very strange, like, Hey, we're going to align you with your spiritual self, but we're also going to be talking about things like digestion, because if your digestion isn't working, most of us know at this point, we've heard something about the, the gut brain connection. Like you're really going to have a harder time yeah. tapping into those aspects of yourself. And so learning even certain movements, like there's certain yoga techniques or learning certain things to do with your eating style, not necessarily what you're eating, but maybe how you're eating mm. can really adjust that digest digestion in a really nice, gentle way. So you aren't having as much of those. You're like noticing them less and less. Right. Mm-hmm. So cool. I'm like just fascinated by the work that you do. <laughs> and I guarantee our listeners will be too. So where can they go hang out with you to be in your energy more, to learn what you have to offer? Oh, yes. So you can come and hang out with me on Instagram. I'm Mary, the energy alchemist. I do run a Facebook group called the joyful feminist talking about self-care, wellness, healing, intuition, and my website, marylangfield.com. Awesome. And we will make sure all of that is in the show notes. Um, and yeah, so if you could leave my friends with one last piece of advice, what would you say? Hmm. Oh, that's such a good question. Oh, let's see. I'm, I'm really, oh my gosh. This is like a big one. I feel like teary almost. So I'm trying to like, which one do I share? <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I think that really just coming back to this idea, just even the podcast name, like fiercely loving yourself, like just continue to connect to that. I say to my clients, I say to the people that are in my sphere and I write it all the time, like say it to yourself. I am enough. I have always been enough. I will always be enough. And it sounds so simple. It sounds so little. It sounds just like, Oh yeah. Lip service. But when you start to embody that and you really start to own it, that you are enough, that you're just being here is enough. It's so life-changing. Mm. So I guess back to the, my thing, like make things simple, allow the simple to be big. I love that. That's beautiful. Allow the simple to be big. And that simple statement of you are enough. It is, it is beyond the truth. You know, we spend the first 20 to 30 something years questioning it at every turn and in every way. (laughs) And for all things that are holy, just trust this, that Mm -hmm. you are enough. Yeah. That was beautiful. Thank you, Mary. Thank you so much for being here. I am so grateful that we were connected. I can't wait to stay connected. You are wonderful. And the work that you do is so, so needed. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad to be here and be with you. Thank you. And to our listeners, I hope you love yourself fiercely and fully today and every day. See you on the next episode.